Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, North Stream. Good morning, this. The guys on tech. I am Eagle Falcon. Well, NVIDIA has done it. They have once again released another graphics card, quite possibly the most important of them, and they completely, utterly botched the whole thing. And in their fairness, it's not entirely their fault. We're going to go through the epic saga that is the RTX 3060, quite possibly one of the most confusing GPUs, although the most important, despite the fact it might as well not exist. In the meantime, though, Comcast. We're going to start we're going to start the podcast with Comcast. Against our better judgment. Nothing should ever start with Comcast, by the way. If you start any conversation with Comcast, you might as well just be telling whoever you're talking to, run. Because there's no way it becomes good. Unless the story is that Comcast has dropped their data cap enforcement in a number of states, specifically 12, for the rest of 20. 21. So first I have to ask, is there anyone who actually likes Comcast? Like literally no one. No one likes Comcast. I don't even... Chat says Comcast likes Comcast. I don't even think Comcast likes Comcast. I have to have I have to have a feeling when your service is this bad and you go ahead and offer LAN do you offer freaking cable internet? Internet to the home, the place where the internet is used the most. And you put a data cap on your service that you specifically tell your customer, we don't want you using our services, but pay us anyway. You have to know that you are the scum of the earth, right? I cannot live in a world where someone is this unaware of how much of a piece of scum they are. But yet I do, because Comcast does exist. But at least in that in 12 states, those 12 states being... I actually cannot find it in this quick glance through this Ars Technica article. Ah, here we go. If you are in the states of Connecticut, Delaware, Massachusetts, Maryland, Maine, New Hampshire, New Jersey, North Carolina, New York, Pennsylvania, Vermont, or West Virginia, or the District of Columbia, so basically the East Coast, your data cap is not enforced. It also shouldn't exist in the first place because a data cap on LAN internet is incredibly dumb. However, if you're in the remaining 27 other states, you're SOL, and you are still under the effects of the data cap. 
I really... W- you know what? You know what? I'm not a fan of Elon Musk. He does some great things. But you know, but at the same time, the guy is a clown. An absolute utter clown. But I'm starting to realize Starlink. Providing internet via satellites. The setup that Elon is setting up and the early test of it and how efficient it is, you know what? It really could be the service we need. Especially if the only service provider you have in your area is Comcast. All of a sudden, you know, the, I think it's like $80 a month. For service through Starlink, which, you know, the speeds aren't, aren't like the best in the world, but they're very serviceable and will definitely get the job done. You know what? 80 bucks a month or dealing with Comcast. You know what? All of a sudden, it could be the service we need. And because it's based on the stars, there's no concern about who is allowed to do to work on infrastructure in the area. That also being said, I'm not going to lie, but if Starlink's able to get their uh, dish size down and also get into a um, a more mobile package, freaking Starlink on an RV or a semi-truck. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Nomads rejoice. That could be very interesting. But we're getting off topic. Let's instead shift topics to one that is very, very tragic. The electronics retail giant, the go-to for a physical store if you wanted to go ahead and build a PC. Fry's Electronics is no more. The virus has killed it. Now, Fry has been suffering problems since before the pandemic. Uh, Tech YouTuber Bitwit was kind of on the case in the first place with Fry's Electronics, how a lot of the stores were just not getting the supply they needed. Like, something was clearly up since before the pandemic. But whatever it was, they couldn't recover from it, and, well, the chip shortage didn't help anything either. Rest in peace, Fries. All that's left is Micro Center, Best Buy, which is kind of making a comeback in uh, PC building without absolutely demolishing your wallet like it used to back in the day. To think, it wasn't all that long ago where if you wanted to build a PC at Best Buy, you'd end up with like a single or dual core CPU and a quad core era 
and a GTX 460 for the price of a 580. It was awful. Awful. Well, rip fries. And also, rip Anthem. EA has officially canceled Anthem, which never really lived up to the hype. I'm not going to lie. Anthem had a bit of a troubled launch. And it was one that I just kind of went, eh, with. Because the whole thing with Anthem was that it felt like, oh, okay, it's a, it, it looks like an okay game. I never got into the hype that was Anthem. It just kept feeling like they kept showing up at EA or at E3 or EA's little pseudo E3 over and over and over again. And it just felt like EA was just trying to pump as much hype into a hype machine as hype could without actually like showing anything very, very interesting. But, oh well. Now it's gone. Never to see a recovery similar to what we saw in No Man's Sky. Or what we're hoping to see in Cyberpunk 2077. We do have an update with that. We will get to that later on. In the meantime, however, there is a bit of a bug going around. And I want to know if you've noticed this either on your system. How many of you, when using your Windows 10 system, do you hear a device at seemingly random disconnect? At just seemingly random to hear... Apparently, AMD is probing into a USB connectivity issue on Ryzen systems. The article from from Anantech Anantech is looking into this issue in which USB connectivity seems to just lose at random. Many of the users have been reporting this on AMD systems. I am here to tell you, I don't think it's AMD systems. I have noticed it on my streaming system here. At seemingly random, the keyboard will just disconnect. And I always just kind of chalk that up to, oh, well, I have a weird setup here where my keyboard and mouse do not directly plug into the PC. It plugs into a USB switch, and that switch plugs into two separate PCs. But it's been happening on my work computer. And unlike my streaming computer, my streaming computer, I have intentionally gone out of my way to disable all Windows sound effects. Because the last thing anyone on stream wants to hear is... Here is whenever I'm switching my keyboard and mouse. It would drive everyone nuts! The same thing goes with you Twitch streamers out there that forget to mute your Discord. What is wrong with you? There is a button 
in your Discord specifically that says streamer mode. So you never, ever should be sending out the ping sounds of your Discord to the entire stream. Manage your computers properly, people! But I digress. On. Yeah, chat also wants to remind, remind people that there is in fact a setting to automatically switch to streamer mode once OBS is launched. Guess what? It's what I do, and that is exactly why you can ping me all you want on Discord, and no one on the entire stream will ever hear it. Because I do this crazy thing called PLAN AHEAD! All you gotta do is just put a little more effort into your work. It's all you gotta do. It's how you make sure you don't look like a, like a twit. But I digress. I have also noticed this exact same sort of feature. And of course, people are now pinging me on the Discord right now to try and prove a point. <laughs> it's happening now. Anyway. I've now also noticed this on my work laptop. And of course, on my work laptop, I considered it, oh, well, I'm using a really old laptop that, well, not really old. It's only freaking six, seven years old, I think. It's a Dell Precision 4800, however old that is. I want to say that's a three generation old laptop, but I digress. Again and again. But that one also, at seemingly random, the keyboard just disconnects. More and more people have been noticing this. It is not an AMD issue. And AMD, despite looking into this sort of connectivity issue, they are going to find out what Microsoft does not want to acknowledge. It is a Windows problem. And I do believe it's actually a problem that has existed since... uh, I'm trying to remember about when I started noticing uh, audio dropouts on my mixer. It's been an issue for a few months. And of course, all of us just assume that it can't be a Windows problem, right? I I must have set something up wrong. No, that can't be. It's not AMD. It's not Intel. It's a Microsoft problem. So I hope that this gets advanced and Microsoft actually does something about it soon but at least it's not a mac right because if it was a mac then you would know that hey guess what Thirty thousand macs are infected with silver sparrow Woo! 30 thousand macs are infected with this malware and the best part is that this malware It's doing the scariest thing that malware can do. 
nothing. The only thing it's doing is awaiting more instructions. Now, 30,000 doesn't seem like a lot when all said and done, but the thing is that this is 30,000 that is known about. 30,000 max so far. And these are max both running Intel and the new M1 chip. So clearly... There is only one thing to do. We need to run Max running PowerPC. We need to all switch back to the Sunflower IMAX, the IMAX G4s, the lampshades. Hey, I'm just saying. Lampshade IMAX is best IMAX. prove me wrong if, if, if Apple wants to make a statement they will bring back the Sunflower iMac that was a glorious design none of this freaking it's basically a monitor sort of design for an all-in-one that's boring so boring However, if you're a Mac fanboy and you want some good news, uh, well, you won't have any because Macs are terrible. But Apple has sold more iPhones than Samsung for the first time since 2016. Apple's back on top, baby. And all because they went all in on 5G. That's pretty much it. When push comes to shove... Apple is usually like one of the last ones to hop on board a trend. This time around, they were one of the earliest to say, you know what? We are going all in on 5G. Every phone, it's 5G. And that was the key. Every single one could do 5G. Every single one. Despite the fact that the 5G networks aren't completely flushed out yet. Unless you're on Sprint slash T-Mobile... Their 5G seems to be rock solid. I'm getting 5G pretty much everywhere. It's either that or my phone is actually lying to me and they basically just had 5G five bars in the upper right-hand corner, pretty much the in, just like taped up there, whether I have it or not. That'd be a neat trick. It'd be almost as bad as AT&T's supposed 5G network. Remember that? When it's just, it was just basically 4G, but they just called it 5G because they're AT&T, and they don't care what lies they tell you. Because the only company that has less integrity than AT&T is freaking Comcast. But I digress. The, um... But yeah, the, the moon maneuver that Apple made going going out there and saying, we're gonna go ahead, we're gonna make the iPhone 12, the iPhone 12 mini as our low end, the the version that anyone can buy. And then our high end version, Pro, Pro Max. And have a nice flushed out iPhone lineup along with 
5G across the board. I think that was a brilliant strategy. I even said it at the time, and I think that is paid for Apple big time. And it clearly did, because they outdid Samsung. A lot of that, I'd also have to say, has to do with the fact that uh, Samsung has also been uh, doing nothing but just making their phones more expensive. And making their cheap phones made of plastic. Do you want to buy a $1,000 phone made of plastic? I think not. So yeah, if you were wondering if it was Apple doing good or Samsung doing bad, I think it's a mix of the two. When all said and done. All right, let's talk about Facebook. Because you knew we were going to have to talk about Facebook eventually. In the great war between Facebook and Australia, it has actually, for the first time in a long, long time, actually made me side with Facebook because the concept of a link tax is incredibly, utterly stupid. There is just no other way to describe it other than mind blowingly stupid so I actually stood with Facebook in their decision to say you know what no we're not going to let anyone share news on our site because it'll cost us money well Facebook has reversed the ban on news pages in Australia and instead is giving in to paying the link tax In fact, Facebook says they are going to invest $1 billion, which to translate that into normal people money is basically about tree fitty in the news at in Australian news after their standoff with Australia has come to an end. I'm honestly a little disappointed. I really am. Because I really, really don't want to see this completely, utterly stupid legislation move forward. Not that it matters because, well, Australia went and passed a, passed the law anyway. It, in fact, did come out and unfortunately... Ars Technica is correct. It is most likely getting to be in a model for other countries, including Canada, that thinks they are being on the forefront when actually they're just copying Australia. I hate this. I really do. Why does anyone think this is a good idea? Yeah, you know what's going to be great as far as spreading information? Taxing the platforms that helps spread information. It, it, it is incredibly, incredibly stupid. 
I hate it, and I hate any politician that is in favor of this. It is absolutely, completely, and utterly dumb. You want to know why it's dumb? Here's the thing. In order to claim yourself as news, you're going to have to register with the government then for it. How do you think Mr. In- How do you think misinformation is going to spread? It's going to end up being that misinformation is going to be the only thing that spreads. Because those sort of BS sites aren't going to register themselves as news. You watch. This is going to be the dumbest thing ever. Because it's just going to lead to a more to a less informed public when push comes to shove. But hey, at least you got your paycheck, right? For off freaking Facebook and Google linking to your website. Bravo. Bravo. I can't even begin to just, it, it, it's just, mm. but yeah, in the meantime, we've also got greed on top of all of this, just playing a fantastic role in all this. Google is going out and blasting link tax proposal as just terrible. Absolutely being horrendous to an authentic open web. But Microsoft seen as a great opportunity to to get at Google, which I get, by the way. Google owning what? 90% of all search? Microsoft wants a piece of that with Bing, despite the fact that Bing can't find a recipe. Let's actually test this real quick. I'm going to go on Bing right now let's see if i can find a cookie recipe on bing all right let's do this all right here we we have bing all right it it has an it has a adorable little join a cause and you join bing sort of thing and a snow fe- ferret all right chocolate chip cookie recipe will the first hit actually get okay it actually did bravo let's go something a little bit more obscure let's look up eagle eyes on tech all right the first hit was eagle eyes was developed from original nasa optic yeah that's not it Second hit, though, was Eagle Eyes on Tech on Apple's podcasts. Third hit was the actual main platform on Spreaker. So it actually did that. All right. More obscure. Early burb briefing. Let's look up the the weekly podcast. And, of course, we're going to want to say search only for early burb briefing. Okay. That it did fine. After I corrected it. Because at first I was trying to look for early bird, as is tradition. So, 
at least Bing's gotten better than I remember. Bing was absolutely abysmal at search before. But in the end, Microsoft is trying to go ahead and push for more link taxes, despite the fact that I hate to break into Microsoft, but it's going to hurt them too. <sighs> but I don't have to. All right, chat says, do I have to correct that search on Google? You know what? Let's find out. Let's go to Google. If I type in early burb briefing. Nope. Google will find it immediately. So there you go. But yeah, I think I've said I've I've said my piece about the link tax, haven't I? I may have gotten rambly and ranty. I think it's a terrible, awful idea, and freaking. Hmm. We all want to preach about net neutrality and all this, right? We want to preach about how it should be a neutral net that no platform should promote their own this, that, and the other thing, while at the same time, we're going to go ahead and pass a bill like a link tax to force platforms to pay whenever the users share certain websites on its face you are punishing a platform by having their users promote a certain other just just any other the fact that a lot of the same people that were for net neutrality are for link taxes really to me just shows how big of blatant phonies these people are. We're going to take a break here. When we come back, we have some gaming news. Like what on earth happened at stadia and why their decision to close down their own game studios is even funnier than we originally realized. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. Remember that ridiculous, completely ludicrous subpoena that Apple served Valve? Where Apple wanted a redonkulous amount of information out of Valve in regards to the way Valve runs its business. Well, in what can only be described as a moment of malpractice, uh, U.S. Judge Magistrate Judge Thomas S. Hickson 
had ordered that Apple's subpoena for the data to Valve was valid. However, the judge noted that Apple has, quote, salted the earth with subpoenas, telling Valve that they, that they, quote, don't worry, it's not just you. Apple's original subpoena requested data from Valve about Steam dating as far back as 2015. The judge's ruling, however, will require require Valve only reproduce data limited to as early as 2017. The data, keep in mind, is in regards to how Valve operates on all of their platforms. Apple on Mac, on Windows, and on Linux, and on Steam Machine. I'm kidding. (laughs) No one has a Steam Machine. Feel Steam Machine, man. And this includes sales data. User data, data on which everyone's on what hardware everyone's running on, and the number of games on it. To which I also want to remind that this data is completely irrelevant to the case of Epic versus Apple, which was, you know, how this whole thing got started. Because I want to point out that unlike Apple, Valve does not control everything on their platform because I hate to break it to you on Windows. Valve doesn't control everything that happens on Windows because if they did, my keyboard wouldn't disconnect every five minutes. However, on iOS, Apple controls literally everything. And the judge's reasoning saying like, oh, don't worry, because it's not just you they did this to, so therefore we're going to make this valid, is stupid. This would be like me, I actually even used this as an example in my early bird briefing. This would be like me suing everyone. I am going to sue everything and everything on the planet. And by this judge's logic, all of them should be honored and I should be paid millions of dollars by everyone because I salted the earth with lawsuits. What the heck? I still feel like this article is missing something important. It absolutely makes no sense, none, zip, zero, that this was, that this subpoena was honored. But it was, I guess because they were Apple. But the logic is flawed, to say the least. Kind of like the logic of Stadia eliminating their entire in-house game studio was also flawed. 
think about this for a second. Roughly 150 developers in Stadia. This is but this is by the way an update on the uh, on the whole thing. About 150 developers were fired, and basically any of the games that did launch on Stadia that were first party now can't be patched because well. Google fired the developers. Now, they have since then been fixed and patched, but Google's logic is that games weren't made fast enough and game development is hard. So therefore, we're just not going to do it. I just... I don't get you, Google. I really don't. And by the looks of it, Nobody else in the game industry does either. Basically, when push comes to shove, Google hasn't officially launched, or Stadia rather, hasn't officially launched a single game. What is on Stadia right now that is first party is basically early development. They couldn't even get the bare basics out. By contrast, one drunkard in Japan is already ready to launch his next project. The Shanghai Alice team, a.k.a. one drunkard in Japan, a.k.a. Zun, is launching Toho 18 Unconnected marketeers this would be roughly the what 25th toho game it would be the officially the 18th main game in it'd be the toho project right because they're talking the east oh no because toho means eastern uh, anyway this would be the 18th toho game the 18th main Toho game. Yeah, I'm counting in my head now. Chat's also counting. You compare this to the number of games that Google has launched with 150 developers. I think the one guy in Japan might have Google beat. And unlike Google, there's actually a fan base behind this game. This would be the 30th overall game according to someone in the chat let's quickly count 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 7, 7. 5, 8, 9 9.5 10 11, oh wait no 10, 10.5, 11 12 12.3, 12.5 12.7 13, 14, 15. Oh God, I don't, I don't remember them all after that. I'm just going to take their word for it. So there you have it. At least, you know, one guy finished more than, than, than all of Google. Meanwhile, Microsoft is claiming that they're going to create cloud gaming and it will create previously impossible experiences okay google okay microsoft you do that 
Let me know all that works for you. I have like zero faith that cloud gaming is ever going to take off. I really, really don't. Cloud gaming just seems like the pipe dream that is just never, ever going to happen. Pretty much every single cloud gaming platform so far has either been unplayable or so underwhelming it has been a big, giant, why bother? Especially in a world where more and more games, I even commented about this on on my stream at twitch.tv slash eaglefalcon. We were looking at the new state of play from Sony. A lot of the games did not, despite the fact that the big push with the PlayStation 5 is real-time ray tracing and cutting-edge graphics, most of the games seemed way way more focused on lower-end graphics that were very stylized to create a more unique gaming experience rather than just being the latest, most cutting-edge graphics ever, TM. They were far more concerned with incredible experiences, which then just makes you kind of wonder, the whole point of cloud gaming is to say, we will go ahead and have the highest end hardware on our end, despite the fact that there's a giant chip shortage and no one can get any chips whatsoever. Therefore, you don't have to. What's the benefit again if we're all going with stylized games that can play on a toaster? It kind of makes the whole point of cloud gaming seem like a moot point. So we'll see. Stadia promised experiences that are unlike any others. But then again, they went ahead and fired their entire studio. So good luck to you, Microsoft. And good luck to you, Cyberpunk 2077. That who where their crew is having a hard time patching the patching the problems with Cyberpunk because their employees can't use their PCs. Apparently, the ransomware is still locking their users out of their workstations. They have not been able to restore full functionality to their systems yet. It has been two weeks. What the heck is going on? Not that it matters, of course, because remember, there is a decent chance the source code is out there in the wild. Well, good luck, Project Red CD. Hopefully you get your PCs back. Though maybe you want to go ahead and just go on over to HP because HP uh, decided they are going to acquire HyperX. HyperX, for those who don't know, makes a number of gaming peripherals, mostly it just being RAM. But HyperX does also make gaming keyboards, gaming mice, and uh, some very, very stylish mics. The HyperX Quadcasts have always been mics that have looked very, very interesting, although their audio quality on their mics have left something to be desired. 
Like, I'm not kidding. It, you, you may not realize that you have, you might have seen that HyperX quadcast. It is a cylindrical condenser mic that uh, either lights up as red, or there are some that are full RGB. They are some very, very interesting looking microphones. So HP to, to acquire HyperX could mean something very fascinating towards HP's gaming brand, the Omen. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Will HP be able to compete against other such PC gaming titans as Alienware? (laughs) Oh, Alienware. What was the last interesting thing Alienware made? It'd be the it'd be the Area Fifty One M, right? That uh, that laptop that has a that has a desktop CPU in it, and that's basically it. Seriously, Alienware has just pretty much done nothing of interest at all until recently. Despite the fact you can't get the CPU anywhere, Alienware does have. Overpriced desktops rocking Ryzen 5000 CPUs in it. And you could even get the overclockable X variants of each and every one for $150 extra. I'd say this is a hilarious ripoff, but it's hard to say it's a ripoff when you can't get this part anywhere else. This whole chip shortage is just absolutely, completely maddening. I want to call Alienware out on this, but I I challenge you. Try to go ahead and part out a PC that's the equivalent price of this Aurora R10 Ryzen. You probably can't because you're going to get a red flag saying, I'm sorry, one of the parts you wanted is out of stock. So I guess there's one place where you can get an RTX 3000 and a Ryzen 5000 CPU from Alienware in a case that's probably going to make you either really happy or really sad, depending on how you look at it. We're going to take a break here when we come back. NVIDIA. Oh, NVIDIA. We need to talk about the launch that is the RTX 3060. There is so, so much to talk about there. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. All right. We've been teasing about it the whole podcast. The GeForce RTX 3060 is out. It is for all to enjoy. (laughs) I'm kidding. No one's enjoying this GPU. It doesn't exist. What else? 
Okay, it's yet another NVIDIA GPU that is yet released to the public. And I swear, there is a grand total of six in all of circulation. Even tech YouTubers had a hard time getting a hold of a copy of the of this GPU to review. As far as we know, there is a grand total of four of these in existence. Linus has one after three of his got canceled in mid-shipment. Gamers Nexus has one. Jay's Two Cents has one. And I think The Verge has one. And that's it. Those might be the only RTX 3060s that exist in the entire world. Except for probably the 87 kajillion that were bought up for cryptocurrency mining. Despite the fact that NVIDIA launched a brand new CMP line of GPUs for professional cryptocurrency mining. Because that's a thing, right? Professional cryptocurrency mining. Give me a break. Now, the new CMP GPUs are not out yet. And in fact, we spoke last week about how NVIDIA was intentionally crippling the ability of the 3060 to mine. Except there's a problem. The anti-mining lock built into the RTX 3060, which by the way is software only, and will most likely inevitably be cracked, only limited the ability of mining one cryptocurrency, Ethereum. You could, however, mine, you know, this crazy thing called other cryptocurrencies, such as Octopus, Cortex, and according to Tom's Hardware, a handful more, and could generate roughly $6.5 a day. So, you know, at scalper prices in 100 days, you could pay off the 3060 you just bought, and that's the problem. The problem currently with scalping is that scalping doesn't work unless someone buys your product that you are upcharging. So let's say, for example, I'm a piece of human garbage. I went ahead and set up my army of robots to buy up every single 3060 I could at the normal retail price of, excuse me, at $330. And then I went on eBay and I sold them at $700 a pop because I'm the scum of the earth. Well, that's pointless if you, the person interested in a 3060 to play play video games on, don't want to go ahead and spend that $700 on a on a GPU that's normally 300. But if you were a cryptocurrency miner and you're like 700 bucks and I can make $7 a day with this GPU, hey, in three months I make my money back and then it's just printing money. Heck, I'll go ahead and buy that GPU from that scum of the earth scalper. And therefore I get my money because I'm a 
piece of human garbage. And the cycle is complete. Scalping only works when someone's willing to pay that price. And this is why NVIDIA has failed. This is why NVIDIA has failed us all. Because they failed in this whole attempt to try and prevent the RTX 3060 from being a mining card to have it to limit its ability to mine literally the majority of all cryptocurrency. It only prevented the mining of one. Slow freaking clap. Good job, NVIDIA. And you know what the worst part is? You know what the worst part is? It's not going to get better. The first part is, in fact, the fact that there's a chip shortage. The foundries that make these GPUs, the actual chip that goes on the GPU, cannot make the chips fast enough. TSMC, which is the major foundry for almost every CPU, GPU, or chip in general in the world now, because they make the CPUs you find for AMD, they make the, the GPUs for AMD, and they make the APUs that you find in the Xbox series, series and the PlayStation 5. And the PlayStation 4 and Xbox Ones that are that may or may not still be in production. I'm still not clear on that. And now TSMC is running into a problem. There is a drought in Taiwan. Which means that there's going to be huge water restrictions put into place. You need water to make silicon. You also need water to stay hydrated while working in a silicon plant. It is being estimated at this point. Right now, TSMC is ordering water trucks. So they're trying to bring in water by the truckload so they can continue functioning. And unfortunately, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I got to tell you what I hear. This chip shortage could last for another year. Another year. We could quite possibly not be able to get next-gen consoles until the beginning of twenty. 22. <sighs> now, in the case of NVIDIA GPUs, those are manufactured by Samsung. That is based in South Korea. I have no idea what the heck is going on with Samsung. Samsung's chip manufacturing process just seems to be from the get-go with NVIDIA. Something has just seemed off about the rate they are making their GPUs. Something just hasn't added up at all. 
And now, retailers, on the other hand, we talked about this last week as well, how from the get-go, pre-orders were marked way higher than the 330 that was originally asked for for the 3060. There were orders of 400, 500 for a 3060. I'll tell you this right now, for that kind of money, you might as well just go ahead and get or try for a 3070 or a 3060 Ti. It's making trying to get the 3060, which could be a really good GPU. The reviews saying so far, it's roughly about the same performance as a 2070. But at that price point, why bother? Just go for the next step higher. And at the Founders Edition, assuming you can get one, your odds are going to be roughly the same. EVGA is setting up waiting lists. And Newegg, quite possibly, has one of the worst ways to try and get one of these. A raffle. You could enter a raffle to have a chance to buy a new GPU. But hey, they'll throw in a PS5 too. And by throwing, I mean give you a chance to buy a PS5 too. As in T-O-O, there's not a PS5-2. It's not, there hasn't been a sequel to PS5 yet. Although by the time the PS5 is viable, maybe there will be a sequel of the PS5. Now, what about those those crypto exclusive GPUs I was talking about? The Nvidia CMPs. Well, fortunately, TM, some pieces are starting to come together. Remember how there were rumors regarding NVIDIA possibly making more 20 series GPUs. Those would be the Turing-based graphic cards. Well, it appears that these CMP, that's crypto mining processors, GPUs specifically for cryptocurrency miners, are going to be based on last year architecture rather than current Ampere architecture. Okay, okay. So that could be the rumored return of the 2060. So maybe these will be custom specifically made to hash out these cryptocurrencies. So maybe there is some hope. Only time will tell. Hopefully that is the case, because I'm not going to lie. I am very much not amused with uh, the whole GPU predicament right now. Heck, even the tech YouTubers, the ones who are just like, oh, yeah, this is, this is the time. Brand new CPUs, high-end GPUs. This is the time to really promote PC building. Even they're getting sick of having to re- review products that literally... Not figuratively, literally no one can buy. Just like I'm kind of sick of talking about Windows 10 
when it doesn't matter, all of it's going to change anyway. The next update, which is going to be called Sun Valley, is going to apparently radically change the face of Windows 10, including a new action center, redesigning the entire start bar, and all sorts of big overhauls for the operating system. And oh my god, I am I am scared. I am completely and utterly scared. All right, who, who else is scared? Freaking Microsoft making major changes. Who thinks this will end well? Do you? Do you? Do does anyone here think Microsoft implementing major changes to Windows 10 is going to be fantastic? I will only be here. He, all right. Here's what I want to see. I want to see what will happen with driver management in in this Sun Valley version of Windows 10. One of the biggest things I have seen so far is, well, first off, the USB issue we talked about at the beginning of the podcast. And also, there is there's a Twitch streamer out there who does a lot of RPG streaming. I've talked about him before. And every single time there's a Windows update, without fail, his entire audio stack ends up just no longer working with his PC every single time. All right, we'll see. We'll we'll see how this goes. I have no faith in this. This is going to be a nightmare, and I'm going to be delaying this update for as long as I can. You know, that's the whole point of a with the professional version of Windows 10. Delay that update until you know it's stable. We're going to take our last break here. When we come back, we have some very, very interesting final stories, including a Zoom meeting that should have never happened and it ending to a whole lot of jobs being lost. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. All right. First off, Samsung is supposedly going to be using a new Exynos-powered laptop, and that will have the AMD graphics in it. There it is. There's the mythical ARM chip powered by AMD graphics. Oh, there it is. And it's going to be in a laptop, which makes a whole lot of sense. Am I the only one that's kind of disappointed by this? Because we've been hearing this over and over again. There's going to be a new Exynos powered uh, ARM chip with AMD graphics. We, We were eager to see what an AMD GPU powered phone was going to look like. We were eager to see 
what kind of massive cooling system they'd have to put on a phone like that. And, oh, dang it, they're going to be smart and throw it on a laptop. Aww. That bites. I mean, it makes sense. Don't get me wrong. But I was just really, really hoping that uh, we were going to get some stupid freaking gaming phone that was going to be something that wasn't just like a regular phone with an RGB Asus logo on the back of it. Ooh, well. Spotify is taking on Tidal with higher quality, high fidelity audio. They're calling Spotify Hi-Fi later this year. I personally could, I mean, I am nowhere near enough of an audiophile to really care a whole lot, especially since, you know, I don't really li- listen to a whole lot of audio on the go. I don't even have a Spotify account. I just have a nasty habit of just, if I want music, I end up putting on YouTube and then having the phone with the screen on in my pocket. Is that bad? That's probably bad. I was just more amused by the name Spotify Hi-Fi. It just it just sounds like you're just going down the street. It's like, oh, hey, what are you listening to? I'm listening to Hi-Fi. Oh, Hi-Fi! All right, I'll 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 dump this stu- this stupid joke and move on with my life. That's probably for the best. Twitter is teasing new features, groups. Tipping and super follows. Super follows. Really? 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 The super follows for those who are unaware, which should be everyone because it's a term that only existed now is going to be a basically a way for people on Twitter to be able to have a subscription model very similar to Patreon, OnlyFans, and then produce tweets or any kind of com- content that only those super followers can see. It's, you know, it's, you know, it's exactly what it is um i don't know i have been thinking on this now for the past couple of days and i still am very indifferent i think personally my own usage of twitter is going to remain exactly the same the groups could be very interesting i don't know about tipping or super follows I feel like I have to see it in action rather than just in a Twitter blog post before coming up to an official opinion about it, whether it be a ooh or a oh. I do have a solid opinion about this next story, though. Oculus Quest and Facebook portal devices will now respond to Hey Facebook. No! 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 Bad. 
Actually, you know what? If you actually have a Facebook portal device, you deserve this. You deserve for these devices to be listening to you 24-7, which they will, by the way, so that they can listen to you say, hey, Facebook, and then respond to voice commands after that. You deserve it. And the fact that the Oculus Quest does it just cements what I've been saying this whole time. The Oculus platform is dead. I hate to say it, but it basically is true now. It's dead. Everything you knew and loved about Oculus is now officially gone. And just go ahead and just partner up with HTC or the Valve Index. We need to just stop pretending that Oculus, the forefront in all things VR, is relevant at all other than to be a shell of its former self that is infested with the zombie virus that is known as Facebook. Speaking of zombie viruses, I bring you to the last burb, the last story of the day, the weirdest story of the day. I'm going to give you just the headline. Entire California school board out after disparaging parents on accidental Zoom broadcast. Accidental Zoom broadcast. How do you, how do you accidentally broadcast on Zoom? The whole thing is set up like I, I just, I do not understand how you accidentally broadcast your Zoom meeting. So basically. The entire Northern California school board were having a meeting and uh, were not too thrilled with the comments of parents. I'm not going to get into the whole political argument of whether schools should open or not, but basically the school board said that basically all that these parents are dumb, we should just continue having having virtual, and just wasn't too thrilled about the fact that the parents were saying, hey, school board, open up the schools. It's what we pay pr- our taxes for, for there to be a school and for our kids to learn. And, well, the entire, the entire school board just said mean, nasty things about all those parents. And accidentally broadcasted all of those to the entire world. And so every single one of them resigned. Slow freaking clap. I know it's easy for me. As someone who has spent five years, which, by the way, still blows me away, five years, in fact, longer than that, talking into a microphone so that I am well aware that anytime you are near any kind of equipment, 
you should always be wary because you never know when something is accidentally set to being hot when it shouldn't. But holy cow. How does the entire, the entire school board miss the fact that the meeting was sent to public? Just, just shake my head. Just shake my freaking head. Or maybe they should have just listened to this podcast in the first place and never use Zoom ever in the first bloody place folks that's gonna do it for this episode of eagle eyes on tech thank you so much for listening please i do encourage you check out the daily podcast the early burb briefing which airs every single morning a super condensed single topic of the most recent tech news that airs every single morning 4 a.m you can listen to it whenever you like intended to be listened when you wake up and check out my twitch page twitch.tv slash eagle falcon where we go ahead and record this podcast live and also we have a ton of fun with other silly things here and there part while I don't want to get involved with the whole thing with the teachers two things one zoom is a tool it's not a very good tool but it is a tool learn how to use your tools properly and second maybe just maybe you should like I don't know not make fun of your customers I'm I'm just saying it's it's not good business at all. This wouldn't have happened if they used Skype. That's the real lesson we should take away from this. People are less rude on Skype or better yet, maybe they should just skip the middleman and just have their school board meetings on chat roulette. I think there's the real game plan.